when the holidays are no holiday on this episode of pushback If you're concerned about the direction our culture is heading, then maybe it's time to push back. Greetings to you, my wonderful listeners. This is Dr. Johnny, and this is another episode of Pushback. Welcome to December. Uh, It is upon us, and it is the last month of what has been one of the craziest years, uh, certainly in my lifetime, uh, and probably most people's lifetime, uh, 2020. And uh, we look back on 2020 and have to just shake our head. Uh, this has been uh, full of drama and some pain and adjustment and changes uh, that has been unprecedented in history. And so it has been my pleasure to walk through so many of those issues with you through 2020. And now December is here. And uh, we are looking forward to getting more information on this vaccine that's coming up. And I've uh, released some several podcasts regarding vaccinations and my position and opinion about vaccinations. And most likely we'll release one more uh, before the end of the year once we know more about what's coming down the pike. Uh, the Governor Walls of Minnesota is going to be giving an announcement next week as far as the rollout of this uh, vaccine that's available. Uh, he's trying to decide whether uh, nursing home type patients should be getting the vaccine first or healthcare workers such as myself uh, should be getting the uh, vaccine first. So we will have more information on that. And I do have a few more things I still want to say about that. So stay tuned. We're also still in election limbo. Uh We talked last week about uh, the journalistic integrity or lack thereof that we are seeing covering this election and uh, the process that's been going on with that. And I suspect that we're going to be hearing a lot more about that over the next couple of weeks. So I will certainly keep my ear to that and keep you informed uh, the best that I can. And I'm certainly looking forward to this potential uh, fireworks that I think is going to come forward uh, from all of this. So we'll see. Stay tuned. Uh, life is very interesting right now. And the month of December is going to be incredibly interesting. Obviously, once December rolls around, we think about the holiday season season. We just finished Thanksgiving, and I'm sure that that's been maybe a little bit different for many families because of the pandemic, and we're looking forward to the holiday season and and uh, and knowing that that could be a time of uh, uh, certain challenges for families during this time as well. You know, I want to just put my family minister hat on today and talk about uh, really family time and time together during the holidays. And I understand I'm not naive to the fact that there are different family dynamics that take place. And 2020 with this pandemic has certainly been a time for a lot of family time. For some people that have has been a positive, for some people that maybe has been a struggle, uh, but certainly at the very least has exposed the importance of family and maybe has exposed even some hurt in family. And for many people, when they look toward the holiday season and time with family, rather than it being a time of enjoyment and fun and, and pleasure with each other, uh, people can often leave feeling frustrated, angry, 
or even offended. And I want to just speak to that time because I just believe that the Lord is going to just bring a transition into families this year. I just want to speak life into your family, into my family. And this time together after a real difficult, challenging year, I believe that the Lord is going to be glorified through it all. That's what I believe. And I believe that this uh, this crescendo, this end of 2020 and this Christmas holiday season uh, is going to be a special time for you and your family. But I know that historically for many people, that has not been the case. And people endure it rather than enjoy it. And when we leave being offended um, or we find ourselves easily offended, um, being offended is actually a very interesting thing. The Greek New Testament word for offended is the word scandalizo. It's actually the word that we get scandalized from. It's a powerful word, scandalizo. It actually means a stumbling block or something put in someone's way to make them fall. The best and the most traditional interpretation of the word scandalizo, interestingly, is a bait and stick trap. So maybe you can picture those in your mind, a cardboard box or metal box leaned up on a stick. An unsuspecting animal comes and takes the bait, the stick gets knocked, and the box falls down on top of the the victim, and they are trapped. And... Isn't that the way we feel often when we become offended, especially in family? We're the ones that actually feel trapped. See, the enemy sets a trap called offense and sees if we will take the bait. And when we take the bait, we become offended and we become trapped. It isn't the offender that gets trapped, but the offended. And isn't that the way we feel? Hurt, angry, frustrated, trapped? You may not want to hear this, but being offended is actually a choice. No one can make you or cause you to become offended. And we don't need to put up a guard to protect ourselves from our family or the things that they say. We need to put up a guard around our heart so that we don't take the bait. That's the enemy's plan for us when we're around other people, especially those that we love. And we think that we need to go into these family relationships with a certain guard up so that we don't, quote unquote, let them offend us. No, that's not really the way it works. The enemy sets the trap and he sees if we're going to take the bait. We need to have our eyes open when we go into family situations so that we don't take the bait and become offended. So what would it look like this holiday season? I will just challenge you in this. What would it look like if you predetermined to be unoffendable? Hmm. I predict that your family time would look a lot different, full of joy and laughter, and sort of a release of this anxiety that takes place before getting together with family. See, your family wants you, uh, I'm sorry, the, the enemy wants you to think that your family is the enemy. It's the kind of classic rope-a-dope that the enemy likes to do to us. He wants you to think that your family is the enemy and the one who is actually seeking to hurt you and offend you. 
But in Ephesians chapter 6, it says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Other versions, instead of the word wrestle, uses the word battle, struggle, or even combat. (laughs) The word combat. So we don't combat against flesh and blood. That's not the people that we are fighting. But it's the principalities and the powers and the, the spiritual enemies that are against us and that look to destroy us. See, our battle is never flesh and blood, and that includes your family. Yes, they may have said things that have hurt. Yes, they might have said things that have wounded you. Yes, they may have offended you. But they aren't the enemy. It's the enemy that's looking to steal, kill, and destroy. So why does it feel sometimes like we wrestle or battle or struggle or combat with our family? It's because the enemy knows how wonderful and powerful your family was created to be. Hmm. If he can keep you fighting, not united, not working together, then he has succeeded in disengaging one of the most powerful forces of good on this earth. And that's the human family that he created and put you into to go and change the world. Family sets the culture. How many times have you heard me say this during this first season of pushback? Family sets the culture. So it's critically important that our family is alive and healthy and whole and healed. And that we don't see our family as the enemy. The Lord wants us to know who the real enemy is. And we are to disregard his lies. And please hear me in this. If you get nothing else out of this podcast, get this. If we enter family time looking for a fight, we will most likely find one. (laughs) So this holiday season, let's be unoffendable and let's take off our armor and set down our swords. Let's not go into family time looking for a battle because they're not the ones we're battling against anyway. Let's make the decision, and I declare this over your family, that our families are for us and not against us. I believe that's true. Let's let this family time be a time of healing and health and wholeness, not a time of battle. So let me discuss one more thing that I think is maybe the most important aspect of family, especially around this time of getting together and the holiday season. And it's maybe the most important part of family relationships, and I would even say maybe all relationships for that matter. And that's the issue of forgiveness. I feel like the best way to discuss forgiveness is the word debt. Many versions, as you are aware of the Lord's Prayer, says, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. See, when we become hurt, when we are offended, or where someone trespasses against us, we feel like we are owed something. And the person that has hurt us becomes our debtor. Now, Jesus explains, interestingly, that forgiveness we receive is linked to the forgiveness that we give. 
It's kind of hard to hear sometimes, but it's true. It's not linked to how remorseful, sorry, or repentant that our debtors are. We like to sit back and wait until they come to apologize, and then we will consider forgiving them. How often do we handle our problems and our relationships that way? How often in marriage do we say, well, if you don't know what the matter is, then I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) We do that with our spouses, either by our behavior or our words or the silent treatment, or, or we hold out on them because we feel like they should know they owe us something and we're going to sit back until they repay us. See, if we stand with our arms crossed, choosing to not forgive until that person apologizes, then we are actually looking to settle the debt and not forgive the debt. Do you see the difference? So often we even raise our raise our children by saying, now, what do you need to say? And they say, I'm sorry. And then what do you need to say? I forgive you. Well, a lot of times when we, when we broker the deal, we're actually settling the debt and we're not forgiving the debt. See, forgiveness is a choice, a powerful choice. It is choosing to forgive what you are owed, period. I don't know if that makes you squirmy or not hearing those kind of words, but that's what forgiveness is. It's forgiving the debt. It's not waiting until the debt is repaid. See, unforgiveness in family, I believe, has had a devastating effect on relationships and sometimes for generations. Forgiveness is not easy especially when you've been hurt by the ones that you love. And I'm not sitting here pretending that it is. But Jesus made it clear, even when he was hanging on the cross, that forgiveness is the standard of his kingdom. Hmm. How would this holiday season look if we were unoffendable, that we didn't see the, our family as the enemy, but that they are for us and, for us and not against us? And that we have already forgiven them. That we come into family situations with the debt already forgiven. With us being owed nothing. My friends, I'm not sitting here pretending like that's an easy thing. And and I know that there's a wide range of pain and hurt connected with family time and family relationships. But this is the standard of his kingdom, and this is what he is after. And I believe that if we can go into these situations with our swords laid down, with our pain laid down, with with a view of our family as ones that have been given to us to strengthen us and encourage us, and with forgiveness, I believe those are positions that we can obtain through his grace and his love that would bring a shift to everything this holiday season. So I just submit those to you and, and you have, you know, this is the beginning of December. You have about, you know, three weeks. What a great time to start bringing these things before the Lord and the Holy spirit and have them work on those relationships. And it starts inside you. It starts right here. And I just want to close this podcast by 
just giving you some practical suggestions this holiday season that I think will help greatly with your family interactions. Now that you are no longer armed with hurt and unforgiveness, you can, you can attend these family gatherings with, I believe, two things that would, I, bring, I think, bring a shift and would just be a strategy to help tremendously during this holiday season. And the first thing is being armed with compassion. See, compassion allows you to see your family members as Christ sees them. So often you hear stories of Jesus in the New Testament that he was moved by compassion. It's one of my favorite phrases and something that I've tried to adopt in my own life, that I would be moved by compassion. That means that compassion was actually the lens that he viewed the world through. And his actions then were motivated by the love for the people in front of him. Well, how about the people that we love most here on this planet, the family members that have been given to us? And even though historically we may have gone into these holiday seasons with pain or rolling the eyes or just trying to endure it and getting over with, what if we actually showed up to these events and were moved by compassion for these people? What if before you walked into the room, you said, Jesus, give me your compassion and put on the lens of compassion that allows you to see those in the room as Jesus sees them. Compassion, I believe, allows us to really set down our own personal agendas and be motivated by love <laughs> and the time with the people in front of us. Compassion is, is what should move us and should drive us. My wife and I are not um, very laid back people. And we learned this early in our marriage. And, and I, I can testify that I believe that all of our children aren't very laid back people either. I think they've inherited our, our uh, drive for life. And there's nothing wrong with being laid back. We're just not one of those people. And, and because of that, we're both uh, pretty opinionated people. Um, I'm going to try to speak more for myself so I don't get into trouble here. Love you, sweetheart. Uh, we're, I'm very opinionated, and that's why I started this podcast, so I can share my opinions openly and freely. Uh, because of this, though, we determined early in our marriage that we were going to implement something called GWTF. And we did this very early, um, and it was kind of a catchphrase that we would use towards each other. Uh, and when we participated in family time, Rather than feeling like we needed to control it or be part of it or drive it, we would go with the flow. GWTF. It's become kind of a mantra of our lives. And we do this because we value and love our family more than our personal agendas. It's called compassion. It's more important for us to GWTF with our family and enjoy the time together then be frustrated that maybe it's not going our way or the way we would want it to be done. Sounds kind of silly, but GWTF, remember that one. The second I would like to uh, just submit to you as an option this holiday season is to come purposely and intentionally armed with questions. Questions are a great way to learn and discover, and dig deeper into the hearts of your family. 
at every family gathering, um, try to find one new thing about each family member. It's a fun little game you can play even just personally. As you begin to ask people, people love talking about themselves. That's always seems to be kind of true. And so if you engage them and connect with them, it's a great way to learn about people, to value them and have them feel valued. Questions are a great way to just sit back and hear people's stories. My mother is a champion at this. And I believe my oldest brother, Mark, is a champion at this. And when I grow up, I want to be like them someday. (laughs) They're just beautiful at moving around a room and engaging your heart and finding out what motivates you and drives you. And they know the right questions to ask to draw it out of you. And 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 you feel like they genuinely care. I love that about them. And I honor them in that. Stories. The Lord is talking to me so much more lately about stories, the family stories and how they're important to us as an inheritance to us, the things that we can learn from one another. And we have to be able to have time to hear each other's stories. Moms and dads, make it a point this holiday season to tell stories, even if it's about your Christmases when you were younger. It's critical. And when I tell, when I talk to people about telling stories, I don't tell them just to tell the good and funny stories, but tell some of the hard ones too. Some of the things that you've endured together as families or as a married couple or when you were younger, because this is a part of, of your history that the children can inherit, part of your graces. I like talking about graces. Graces are things in our life that we have endured and, and, and even some problems that we have walked through and come out on the other side. And because of that, the Father has actually given us grace in our lives because of our history and because of our knowledge that we've gained through it. So be genuinely curious about each other. It creates a bond of intimacy that's actually super precious. It actually allows your family members, when you ask them questions, to actually let their guards down. And isn't that what we want? To set our swords down, set our guards down, keeping people at arm's length? We want to set all of that down so that we can be intimate with one another, that we can talk about real things. And I think they'll be touched that you show such interest in caring, just like my mom and my brother. So this holiday season, we're in December. It's upon us. We're planning. Come armed only with compassion and questions for your family. Give GWTF a try. (laughs) Know that your family is for you, not against you. Have forgiveness in your heart. And if you can predetermine to be unoffendable, I believe that there's going to be a shift that takes place for you and your family this holiday season. Thank you for hearing my heart in this. I love family so much. It it drives me. It motivates me. And family sets the culture. So if I love culture as much as I claim to love culture, then I need to talk to you about your family because it's the health and strength of your family that sets in creates culture here on this earth. I hope you believe me in this, and I hope that you're willing to do some Holy Spirit inspection. Allow him to examine some of these areas that you have had towards your family in this holiday season, and then watch him work. Watch things shift, because he loves you, he loves your family, and he loves this time of year. 
And I pray and release over you a time of joy and celebration like you've had never before. So now let's go together to set and shape the culture.